0: This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer.
1: This could be a very, very good night. I'll explain next on ESPN New York Tonight. join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Harvey, Joe and Julian. We're here until midnight. Then there's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Gordon Damer, Hello,
0: Larry Hardesty. How you feeling, my friend?
1: I'm doing much better than last night.
0: (laughs) I was gonna say I I would expect so, right? I'm doing much better than last
1: night. Listen, I even have a half-game lead that I didn't have last night. (laughs)
0: Right. This is the way it's supposed to go when you play the Pirates. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. Straight sets. Not Not even a concern. That's the way it's supposed to be. And so, but, but, I do have some IL issues, don't I, Gordon?
0: Yeah, well, that's not great news. And no. you know, like any time we would do, I don't remember if we were filling in in the morning or filling in for K or wherever we were filling in, we would do like the Mets injury report. And the, por- yes. the, the point I would always bring up to you is, lo- any day that the, the injury report does not involve Degrom or Scherzer is a good day in Metland. And unfortunately, while today is a good day in Metland in terms of the results, it's not a good day in terms of the IL as uh, Max Scherzer headed to the IL, and now you hope uh, it's only going to be uh, you know uh, a ten day thing where he's going to be back here before too long but a second stint on the il of course the way things happened last year where in the playoffs he had a bit of a dead arm his age mm-hmm. there are some you know uh, on a day where it's a very good day that was very bad news
1: it was very bad news and as you remember gordon with pitchers it's 15 on the il
0: oh that's right you're right it is
1: Yeah, it's 15 so He's going to miss two starts. Uh, fortunately, they're at that time in the schedule where it's okay, you know. You got Miami, you got Pittsburgh again, Chicago. You know, you you got you got some wiggle room. So you can you can hopefully he'll be okay. Uh so so that's that's not what you want obviously. The news is a little better on Marte. Uh came back with uh, <laughs> It's so funny to read these Gordon as you know from reading sports all the years that you have. Translations of injuries have changed over the years, haven't they?
0: Well, that the 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 way that they describe the injury, you're like, "Oh no, he's going to miss significant." And they're like, "Oh no, he's day-to-day." Yeah, it's like
1: and if this was the old med doctors, I'd be like, "He's done for the year."
0: Right, we're going to have to <laughs> amputate.
1: Yeah, exactly. That would be he's done for the year. But right. uh, they say day-to-day, but I'm sure he will not they don't need him for Miami because Miami is probably a worse offensive team than both local teams right now because mm-hmm. they, you know, they had what nine consecutive losses where they didn't score more than than two runs or something like that, and they're losing again tonight when I last checked. So, and once again, they pitch well, they just don't score. So you may be able to rest them a little bit more, Gordon, until you, you know, you need them because right now, right now, what is this about? This is about resting your guys, keeping them as healthy as possible, but also trying to win games because. You don't have the luxury, right? No. You don't have the luxury of a 10, 11-game lead where you could just, okay, let's sit some guys down. Let's rest them. Atlanta is still pushing the Mets to the limit, Gordon. They're going to go down to the last series, okay, to the last series when they meet in October, late, Dece- late September, early October. This is going to be right down to the wire. Atlanta's not going anywhere. And, Gordon, for the game plan to work, The Mets do not want a wild-card situation here because then it splits up how your aces are going to be. It splits up whether you're going to have Diaz. You may need him in the wild-card situation. So the Mets have to, have to win this division for
0: everything to work. That is the plan, right? That's the plan. You win the division, you avoid that first-round playoff series, and then, you know, you'd get, you know, one of the wild-card teams uh, in the second round, and away you go. And you don't have to go through the gauntlet – you know, you're hoping it's not going to be uh, the Braves, and, and you know, and you don't want to have it to be the Dodgers. The you know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. want to you want, you want to avoid those two teams. The other teams in the in, in the National League, you don't mind so much. But you, you, any series you can avoid, and 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 an extra series, right? I mean, you don't want yeah. to play. Anything can happen in an extra series. Short series, right? Short sample size. Weird things happen. So, yeah, it's it's imperative. It would be nice. This should be the time with the season that the Mets have had where it's all about, hey, let's count down the magic number, right? And let's Mm -hmm. line up everybody for October and and all this type of stuff. But unfortunately, it's not that way because the Braves have been as hot as they have been. Now, I do think that at some point, I know it hasn't happened yet. I'm like the guy on the corner who's telling you the world's going to (laughs) end. At some point, the Braves are eventually going to cool off. But I can understand why Mets fans feel like it's never going to happen because they, we've been talking about for a while, wow, the Braves are red hot. Well, nobody plays like this the, you know for extended stretches. They've been playing like this for two months. Mm-hmm. But I do think the Mets are a better team. I do think the Mets will win the division. But unfortunately, there is so much riding on that division because you do not want to be a wild card this year.
1: Atlanta, 64-24 and 24 since June 1st.
0: It is crazy. I mean, they are so good. And and oh. you look at the guys that they're doing. I mean, they're so, they have so many rookies. Yeah. You know, you would figure this is the time of the year where rookies would start to wear down some, right? Hasn't been the case. The kid Strider has been excellent. Uh, the, the kid Harris has been excellent. The kid they brought up to play in the infield has been really, really good. So um, it's amazing how much they have done. And it certainly looks like that they will have – uh, Well, they'll definitely have the rookie of the year. It's just a a question of which of their rookies will win rookie of the year. So, yeah, yeah, they've done a great job and uh, all hats, you know, all credit to them. But you would like to think that at some point, and I'm not even saying that it's going to be, you know, they're going to lose seven out of ten, lose three out of four. It would be nice. (laughs) It would be nice. It would be nice. And it does feel like every time, you know, the Mets have been in this position before, not so much this close. But every time that the Braves chop down that lead and you start to think, oh, here come the Braves, Mets are able to, to, to push it back up again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I would like to think that that's going to happen here as well. The Mets are going to get really hot here. They do play a lot of bad teams. The offense as bad as it's been. It can't be this bad for a, a long stretch of time. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by the weekend, it'll be back up to two and three games. And if it's back to three games, man, you'll feel like that's a 10-game lead with the way things have been going lately. And this is the weekend that Atlanta plays Seattle.
1: So this might be a weekend where, you know, because Seattle's right there. They're they're top one of the top wild card teams in mm-hmm. the AL. Yeah, they so need this, every win. They need every win. So this might be a weekend where I, they may actually just win two out of three, which would be nice. Yeah. If they just won two out of three, it would be. So we'll see what happens this weekend. That, that That's going to be the one that obviously you have your eye on, along with the week, week one of the NFL season.
0: And, and, I mean, the Braves' schedule is significantly more difficult than the Mets. I mean, they play the Phillies a bunch of times. Uh, they play the Mets, obviously, as well. Uh, they get uh, – who else? They get, the, as you mentioned, the, the, the Mariners. So, I mean, their schedule is, is more di- – the Mets, outside of, you know, the Braves' series at this point, there's not that many mm-hmm. good teams left. So And there's not that many games left. So, if you can push it back up to th- two, three games, that'll feel like uh, a whole – things will feel a whole lot different even with just a three-game lead.
1: All right, so this weekend they've got at Seattle, at San Francisco, home for Philadelphia. Then the next over five hundred team they play is the Mets, September thirty, October first and and second. I think they've got seven games with the Phillies before the end of the end right. Of the, and the end Phillies the are season. a tough team, you know. They're, they are,
0: you know, they're not a pushover.
1: No, they don't pitch well, but they
0: score. They can. They score. They do score. They got a. Gr- they've got a very solid lineup.
1: You know, they do. So I mean, the, the positive things that the Mets hit. You know, everybody hit. Lindor hit. Alonso hit. NyQuin hit. I mean, everybody hit. So uh, Jacob Degrom wasn't vintage Degrom, but didn't have to be because he <laughs> still looked pretty he's, good. He's he still was great, but he wasn't. You know, I'm I'm, listening, I'm watching the broadcast, and Keith and Gary are like, "Well, you know, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that." I'm like, yeah, but he's struck. He's dominating anyway. He yeah, just, he,
0: you know, I, I tuned. You know, I'm, I'm more focused, obviously, on sure. the Yankees than the Mets, and uh, I tuned in at one point, and and Gary was making that point. Ah, you know. Uh, Degrom has not been his dominating self. I'm like, well, how how far off from his dominating self can he be? I mean, he's still throwing a hundred. Yeah, uh, he's still striking out. You know, a, a, a ton of batters. I mean, he's not giving up a bunch of runs. I mean, it looks pretty good. I don't know. It looks know. great. <laughs> it looks great look to too me. bad to
1: me. I, I was I was happy. I was yeah. happy. There's no question about it. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. A little later, we'll talk about. The change in quarterback for the New York Jets, Gordon, this changed since we were on the air last night, didn't it? But first, when we return, I don't know how they did it. I looked at the Yankee lineup in the first game, and oh, I text God. Gordon, and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? We'll discuss it next. You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. One two.
2: There it is—a base hit, and a child shall lead them to a five-four victory in twelve innings in the first game of a doubleheader.
1: That's the call on our Michael K. On yes. I was beginning, Gordon. I was beginning to wonder if they were going to have to push the second game back to tomorrow,
0: <laughs> because I. Didn't well, think look, anything we can score. do to keep the Twins in town for a couple <laughs> extra days. And it's goodbye, everybody in Yankee Land. I can tell, can tell you that. Hardesty and Damer on
1: ninety eight seven ESPN. Gordon, not honestly. What when you saw the Yankee lineup, what did you I, say? I felt
0: like I was being trolled, Larry. I I, I thought I, I thought somebody I thought it was like the Onion or I thought it was a prank. I, I get that it's a doubleheader. And I get that the team's banged up, but I mean that lineup that they and look, eventually it worked. I yeah. mean, it wasn't. It didn't overwhelm anybody, but that lineup they put out there for the first game it w- it was like a joke i mean it was like a spring training split squad lineup like the, the, a lot of the veterans don't want to make the the trip to you know wherever they're going in florida yep so a bunch of them stay behind and it's a bunch of you know guys that uh, are not really you know primetime players that was the lineup today man that was Ooh. that was a mess but Ooh. At the end of, the, and look, I don't want to say too much right now because this game, the second game, is still going. It's not a right. blowout. It's four-one. Mm-hmm. But if the Twins can't beat the Yankees when they're putting out lineups, look, the, the lineup here in the second game is it's not exactly great shakes here. I mean, it's, it's not a like Murderers Row. It's a little better. It's a little bit better, but that's only because it's more about where the bar was set for the first game. I mean, they're going to lose on a grand slam from IKF. If they end up losing this game 4-1. That is, I mean, they they should just, contr- like, don't even bother making the trip to play the just Just chalk them up as losses and, and go on. Because, I mean, again, that lineup this afternoon, the first game, whew, that was rough. <laughs> I didn't know who a lot of people were in that lineup. <laughs> and, I knew who they were, and I'm saying, why are they hitting there? Yeah. Why, why? I mean, we don't have anybody that we can put, but look, I'll be honest with you. They they don't have they don't have a lot of players that even the the, the regulars they're not exactly setting the world on fire either like Gleyber Torres true. I know he had a home run in the first game and it was a big home run as it turned out mm-hmm. but I mean he he they mentioned it on the broadcast he, in the second half he is the worst OPS of any player in baseball any it's, regular it's player in baseball it's incredible I think it's, it's safe to say that uh, we will not be seeing any Yankeeographies on Ronald Guzman uh, I think that's <laughs> uh, I think that's safe to say he was the it, cleanup hitter Larry.
1: He'll be lucky if he's on the team tomorrow. Oh my
0: You know he was at he was at the plate. What was that? The tenth inning? When the bases it was the eleventh inning. I can't remember what inning it was. They all run together after a while. But the bases are loaded. There's one out, and Judge is is uh, is coming up. Was oh no? Judge was already out. I can't remember. But I'm saying to myself, as long as he just strike out, and uh, you know, if you can get the ball in the air, that would be fine. And then, of course. He hits into a double play. Of course. And ducks out of the way of the ball so that the ball doesn't hit him. I'm, I'm thinking, well, you want the ball to hit you. Let the <laughs> ball get up. Can we do something to get a win here? But at, at the end of the day, it worked. I don't know how it worked. I don't think it would work against anybody else outside of the Twins. But that was a rough lineup.
1: I'll get to the calls in a second, but I have to share this with the audience. So <laughs> it's the 10th <tenth> inning, <laughs> and Trevino's up bunting. And Gordon oh texted me. <laughs> I'm saying, who's he bunting
0: for? Why is he bunting? <laughs> Why is he bunting? <laughs> Parra- move, move, move. Now look, Peraza, you know, he was a good, you know, had a good, you know, he had a good, had a good day today. But like Trevino is like one of the guys you actually kind of counting on right now. You know, he's not Florial, he's not um, Anduhar, he's not Guzman. You know, these are, this is one of the guys in your lineup that you kind of would expect that can put the and and his attempts at bunting were horrendous. Yeah. So the next time someone calls up and says, well, the Yankees need to play more small ball, take a look at some of their attempts at bunts. They're horrendously bad.
1: Brutal is the word. Brutal brutal is the word. 1-800-919-3776. Anthony's riding around in his mail truck. He's up first on ESPN New York tonight. What's up, Ant?
0: Gordon, Larry, how we doing, fellas? Hey, Anthony. What's going on, man?
3: Listen, when you guys are on, when you guys fill in, you know, for the morning show that doesn't show up, I, I can't wake up that early, so I'm not going to be calling in. But I will be calling in when you guys are on late night. Um, so, I I'm just, you know, Gordon, you you know how how optimistic I am about this Yankees team. Um, you know, I, I remember calling you when you know they started the season five and eight, whatever they started. Um, but I just I just feel like when when you know, in the first half of the season, we never got the injury bug. There was no one that was ever on the injured list. You know it was a guy here, a guy there now, like like you guys are saying this this lineup that we put up you know earlier today and and tonight, it's a disgusting lineup and if Garrett Cole didn't you know go out and shove and you know throw fourteen throw uh six and two thirds with fourteen strikeouts. I don't think we win this game, but, you know, it. I just, I don't know. I'm just not too worried. You know, I'm I'm not worried, you know, because I, I feel like we have this division, um, you know, on the other side of the coin, like you guys are talking about with the Mets, you know, if they don't win this division, they're going to have a really, really tough road. And if, you know, some, something happens and the Yankees don't win the division, I don't feel like we're completely out of it because we only have, realistically one ace and then we have everyone else you know so i'm gonna you know put my trust in the yankees i i always have and i know you guys always have and and gordon i know you get frustrated um a lot of the times especially in the second half of the all-star break um but i just wanted to hear you guys thoughts on you know where where you guys stand with the well, yankees and and how you guys feel well i'll um, say
1: this anthony and thanks for the phone call <laughs> You got a lot of faith, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> but the way this offense is going, Oof. you got a lot of faith, and I admire that. Because, Gordon, when you look at how this team has performed oh. over the last month, six weeks, struggling to score runs the way even they when have.
0: They, even when they were healthier than this, Larry. Yeah. This is, I, I look, uh, I, I've said, I've kind of come around to this over time in the second half of the year to me this team is is toast uh I, I don't see any way it would take a miracle for them to win a world I mean even if they were to get healthier I don't even think you can have the conversation until they get healthier I mean you take a look at the lineup these days you know unless LeMahieu is going to get healthier by October unless uh Giancarlo Stanton is going to get healthier by October at least uh, if, uh, if Anthony Rizzo unless he gets healthier by October I mean what does it matter it's 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 done it's a done deal you're not winning anything now you and, and they might all get healthy and you still might not win because they've been mm-hmm. I mean even with those guys healthy they've been a bad team for as long as they were a good team so I do not have a high level of confidence I would just like to when things are going wrong I like to compartmentalize and at this point I'd like to just just first things first, take care of this division, mm-hmm. because that is not a foregone conclusion by any stretch. They can beat the Twins from now until kingdom come. It doesn't really—they can't play the Twins every single day, and uh, when they're done playing the Twins, they also are the same team that lost to the Angels and the A's. So it doesn't really—it's not a great sign that things have turned around.
1: Would you feel better if they win the division and then have that 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 buy? Does, does that make you feel oh, well, look, a little I think better because you, you got some post get healthy? Yeah.
0: You know, you got some time. But, I mean, it, it's almost like you can win the division. The goal is not to win the division. Right. That should I have understand. been a given, right? Yeah. I mean, this is what we thought was a given to win the division. Mm-hmm. It's about, at this point, getting a lot of the lineup back and healthy. And I don't know how realistic that is. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have LeMahieu, Rizzo, Stanton, and. Have Judge continue to be yeah, what he has thing. done. I mean, there's a lot of dead spots. That, like, I'm not expecting anything from from Josh Donaldson the rest of the way. I'm not expecting anything from, from, from Aaron Hicks the rest of the way. I'm not really expecting much from Gleyber Torres the rest of the way. That's three guys right there off the top of my head who play every single day, basically, that I'm not expecting anything from in the lineup. So you need all those other guys to come back and get healthy. And I don't know if that's realistic, because even when those guys were back... They weren't exactly setting the world on fire.
1: No, they weren't. No, they weren't. This has been – it's just – and we've said it over and over again. I know folks are tired of us saying the same thing over again, but it's, it's just shocking, Gordon, that that the, the switch just turned off. I mean, yeah. this team, it's just shut down. It's just – there's no offense coming out of this team consistently at all. Nothing. And, and for them to have – I mean, how many – what was their run scoring average – Against their opponents, what was it, over a hundred at one point this year
0: oh yeah run differential, 100. yeah,
1: yeah, the run differential yeah. was over a hundred over their opponents, and now they can't even score it's it's unbelievable, it just is i've never seen anything like it ever
0: yeah, I mean, when they were rolling, i mean it was it was uh, it was great, but they have not been rolling for a very long time Their, their run differential is still uh, one hundred and ninety on the season, but I mean obviously that is the result of the early part of the season. Yeah. They not They have not gotten it done here. And the Rays are coming to life and the Jays are coming to life. So it's a very slippery slope that, uh, again, with, what, 25-ish games to go, that this mm-hmm. is still up in the air as much as it is, and you still play the Rays again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the Yankees have proven that they can lose to anybody with the way that they have been playing, and it's not like that there's a return date for any of these guys. <laughs> Nope. You know, I would sign for right now, making sure that these guys are all healthy come October, but that's not even a given, and I need them kind of before October. You I do. need them now. You need them now. <laughs> I need you them do. yesterday.
1: Yeah, you really do. You really do. Yankees still with the 4-1 lead as they come to bat in the bottom of the seventh. Hey, football fans, sign up for Cover 5. It's a free-to-play pick game for season-long fun, and you can compete against your friends, your rivals, and, yes, your favorite 98.7 ESPN hosts. Pick five games each week, and the best score against the spread throughout the regular season will win $1,000. There are also weekly prizes of $100 that will also be awarded. Join the 98.7 ESPN League with code NY22. That's NY22 on the Cover 5 app and Cover5.com. It's as easy as 1, 2, 3. Visit ESPNNewYork.com for full contest rules. Well, Gordon, there goes my football Sundays now. i got to be worried about
0: as if i don't have enough stuff to ruin my football sunday i got the dolphins for that i have fantasy for that you know and don't forget fanduel yeah oh you sure promo code oh, don't worry. Yeah, no worry no <laughs> worry
1: got a ton of stuff i guess i and have a show to do on sunday so i'll i'll uh, cover 5 is, okay we'll come back for somebody else, not me. <laughs> For somebody else getting cashed in. We'll come back we'll take more of your phone calls next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
2: High drive, left field, going back, cave, turning, locking, see ya. The board it's 3-1 twins.
1: We love Aaron Judge. We think Aaron Judge is a all-time Yankee. We think he's a great player, a beyond great player. We think he's a
3: great person. Uh, that's why we offered him the highest position player contract in the history of the Yankees. I admire him that uh, he went out and took this upon his
1: shoulders and we'll sit down with him and, and, and hopefully figure it out.
3: There's no question we want him back. There's no question We value him, and at the end of the day, he is a Yankee. Like with all free agents, being
1: a Yankee is really, really important. It brings a lot that
3: maybe other locations don't. I mean, now we're talking about the home run chase with Babe Ruth and Roger Maris, two Yankees.
1: First, you heard the Aaron Judge home run call from our Michael Kay in game one of the doubleheader. And then you heard Randy Levine from the show, which is the New York Post podcast. From uh, Randy Levine, Gordon talking about the situation with Aaron Judge. Now, I know this is not the time to be thinking about what he's going to do next year or what's going to happen at the end of the season or whether you're going to sign him or not, or whatever. But I just thought it was interesting because Gordon, he is, right now, he's the Yankee offense. He's been the Yankee offense for most of the second half of the season. And I don't know, I've always felt that the only thing, it wasn't going to be money. It was going to be years of the contract that would not make him a Yankee. That's been my thought process. And I'm just telling you, Gordon, they may have to even bend that a little bit to see just how, because he's been so dominant. I mean, I can't even fathom where they would be without him. I'm, I'm talking even the first half of the season. Not even the second half.
0: Yeah, I mean, there'd be nowhere. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about the most likely American League MVP on a team where <laughs> the the race for the team MVP is not close. There's nobody else getting any votes there. That is a unanimous choice. There's not anybody else in the Yankees is getting any votes for team MVP outside of Aaron Judge. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how it's going to play out. It does kind of feel like there is this sense in baseball circles that, He's not going to be back. I've always felt like he will be back. I guess it will depend on what other offers are out there and is somebody going to be able to not just beat the Yankees, I think that they'd have to significantly beat whatever the Yankee next offer is. It's not going to be the type of thing. I don't think the judge would go someplace else for a couple million dollars more. It will have to either be significantly more years Mm. or significantly more money.
1: In the back of your mind, If I said to you, Gordon, which team scares you the most that he would leave the Yankees for? Is there one team or a couple of teams that jump to your mind?
0: Uh, it doesn't really seem like there's that one team that is, you know, like when it comes to DeGrom, it, 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 there was that report for a while that he wants to go home and, and pitch mm-hmm. for Atlanta or go to the Braves or something like that. I mean, He would, would be, do that. I mean, I would be just absolutely <laughs> He would disaster. do that. Oh, my I, God. I don't think the Red Sox are in play. I wouldn't think that the Dodgers are in play. Uh, Giants? That's, the Giants. That's one team that certainly seems like, you know, he's from California. They don't have. I don't think that they have that high of a payroll. But mm-hmm. they're they're a very analytical. See, the thing is, is that he's going to be thirty one. How many teams are even as great of a season as historic a season as he is having? Is somebody going to be offering him forty million dollars a year? Yeah. I, I I don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll have yeah. to wait and see. I didn't. You know, I never thought. I remember when it was Cano's turn. I, nobody really thought Seattle was going to be a team that all, but that was the team that jumped up. Sometimes these teams, like Texas, I don't think Texas is one here, but mm-hmm. last year with Texas and and Corey Seager and and signing Simeon, you know, maybe maybe there's some owner someplace saying, you know what, I want the guy who set the new American League home run record, you know, or it just hit sixty six home run. I want to make a bold splash. Maybe the Angels, I don't know, but we'll have <laughs> wow. to we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, that would be. That'd... If I was if I'm judge I'm like uh, no I'm
0: I'm not going to Angels. No I'm not. I'm not well, the they will have there. different ownership it seems like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't again, know we don't know. There. That's the thing about Aaron Judge. Nobody knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. The, what's the most important thing to him? Yep. Is it yep. just simply the money? If it's just simply the money, well then you can go anywhere. I don't think that that would be it. I would think that he wants to go to a winning situation and one that's going to pay him and if it's the most money great but it has to be a winning situation i I don't know what team that would be yeah he's a he's a unique case because he is is, he's going to be 31 and he has had not this year obviously but he has had some some injury stuff in the past
1: which makes you not want to give him a long-term deal yeah well it doesn't i mean it's it's, it's almost, you know, what's funny if this and, and some players have done it. OK, some players have done it in baseball. But if this were the NBA, Gordon, it would he would almost say, let me take a two or three year deal and come mm-hmm. back and renegotiate and get more money. OK, right. so here I am. OK, see, so I proved to you I'm still healthy. I'm still bringing the money in. I want to come back and renegotiate for even more money.
0: It doesn't really seem like there would be I, – I look, again, I'm not trying to discredit his season. Obviously, the season is one it's for the ages. But you it take is. a look at the landscape of baseball, right? Like, let's go through the American League. The American League Central. Is there a single team in the American League Central that was going to go and spend, you know, what, $35 million a year on Aaron Judge? The no. Guardians mm-hmm. aren't going to do it. The Twins nope. aren't going to do it. The Royals aren't going to do it. The Tigers nope. aren't going to do it. No. Nope. I wouldn't think the White Sox would do it, but at least that's a possibility. Uh, And in the West, A's certainly not. Rangers Mm -hmm. just spent a half a billion dollars on the two guys, and they're, what, 10, 15 games under 500. The Angels, they're a mess with the situation that they've got going on. Uh, The Mariners are out there. I don't know if the Mariners would be a team that would be interested there. The Astros don't seem to be the type of team that's going to go spend that type of money on one player. Mm -hmm. And that's basically the American League. Obviously, the Rays aren't going to do it. The Red Sox, I don't think, have a fit there. Um, maybe the Orioles, if they had some new ownership, if a, mm-hmm. a, a splashy new owner came in and wanted to show that, you know, they've turned the corner from the bad old, I don't know, maybe yeah.
1: Toronto, but well, they don't Toronto, need to. they maybe. Yeah, I enough. don't know what he young wanna, talent,
0: though. Yeah. Would they want to go? Would he want to play in Toronto? I'm not sure. Would Would yeah. that be a, a, a situation where he say, you know what? This team's going to be in it every single year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to win. Right. Okay. You, you want to, it's, I think Gordon, and we we'll get to calls in a second. It's always about the money. Like it's, it's always, the money always plays a part in it. Let's be honest. It does. But I do think in this era where we have discussions about, well, who's the best and, and it comes down to, well, how many rings do you have? How many championships do you have? How, how many, how many, you know, were you part of a championship team and stuff like that? I just think a lot of players take a lot of stock in jewelry these days. And so you're right it's not only the money and the years it's going to be am I going to be on the team that has a chance to win as even though the Yankees have not lived up to no. their to to their you right. know mm-hmm. their, their their idea of it's all about championships that's what we do Gordon's been in the playoffs
0: just about every year yep he absolutely has and you know the other thing is when half of the sport is basically tanking or is not trying to win It's kind of hard. It's hard to find a consistent winning situation where teams are are trying to. I mean, take a look at the I mean, the National League, right? The National League Central Cubs, Reds, Pirates all not trying to win. Nope. Marlins, Nationals, not really trying to win. The Rockies, the Diamondbacks. I don't think that they're trying to win. So, I mean, that's half the National League right there. And it's it's basically the same thing in the American League. Maybe not the American League East, because finally the, the Orioles are starting to come out of it. But the AL Central is is not great. There's two uh-uh. couple of teams, you know, three teams in the West that aren't aren't very good. So, uh, the the Angels, I don't think that they're not trying to win. They're just terrible at trying to win. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they're not very they good at winning.
1: They're not very good at winning at all. And you know, look, just watching this three game series with the Pirates. I mean, Gordon, they're bad, and yeah, they've been terrible. bad for a long time, a long time. I mean, God, if you're a Pirates fan, '79 must feel like 1922. Yeah, well, they had the early '90s, right? With the yeah, when they're, they're great bit, with, with the battles with uh, the
0: right with the with the uh, the Braves and everything yeah. like that, and they had some good teams then. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, been a yeah, while. It does, it does. 1979 is a long time ago, oh. even for me. So that tells you how long ago it really is.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Lee's in Manhattan. Lee, you're next on
2: 98.7. Brother Larry Gordon, what's happening, gentlemen?
0: Lee, what's going on?
2: How's everything?
0: Good. Better today.
2: Uh, well, let me let me do Gordon first before I get to you, Larry. Oh, oh, oh boy. boy. Here we go. No, this is easy, man. Aaron Judge going to either one or three places. <laughs> one is the Mets. I can see Two that. could be as crazy as it sounds, the Oreos. That'd be like the re that'd be like the revitalization okay. Okay, of 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 Baltimore. And we know why, and you know, and you and, and you know why I, why I say that. Okay. The other team, if you've heard about it recently, would probably be the Nationals because they're talking about putting those three uh, pro teams and forming a consortium. Okay, you know, the Wizards.
0: Yeah, but the Nationals uh, never spend money on their own guys.
2: Yeah, but you know? they're talking about putting together to make a conglomerate out of those three those three teams. You know, mm. but you know, we we'll, we we'll, we'll see where judge judge goes. As for our Mets, Larry, I only have one thing I disagree with you about. Okay. Okay, and that's because you made the comment about Wiggle Room, but uh let me just get this out the way. The Mets scored enough runs for three games for DeGrom. gram. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe four. <laughs> That's three or four games worth of DeGrom. Yep. I don't particularly like Showalter putting Alonzo in the two-hole because you're asking him to do something either by walk or get a base hit to get on base, and I still think they need to move him up into the sixth hole to kind of work his way out of it. Yeah, he got a few hits today, but still, you know, the production has got to come where the reason why you have – uh, Nemo and Marte, you know, and and, and, and those one and two holes is, is to get on base. And that's me and my, you know, that's not a spot for Alonzo because you're still putting pressure on him to get on base rather than working out, you know, what he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. As far as you making the statement, and this is one thing that, I, you know, I don't disagree with you often mm-hmm. about wiggle room. We have no wiggle room. I I know the schedule that you mentioned, but take into consideration the last six games of the season, which is three against Atlanta, three against Washington, and then go back to the beginning of the season when we had Scherzer, we had no DeGrom. Now we've got DeGrom and no Scherzer for at least two or three starts. So, it all goes back to what we talked about all year long. The offense has got to pick up passing number the time. Give me your thoughts on that, my friend.
1: You're right, Lee. There's no question. Thanks for the phone call. And what makes it a little concerning, although Chris Bassett was great today, Gordon, Tywon Walker has not been good. He's no, not. No, he
0: is not. No, he is not. And and it's concerning because of last year.
1: Yeah, because it's the same thing. Yeah. So you know, yeah, you, you're going to have to, I agree with you, Lee, you you need to get the bats going because you're going to be asking not only your starters, okay, like a Peterson, like a Walker to do extra, but you're also going to be putting maybe Gordon extra on your bullpen, which is something that you don't need to do. The bullpen's been pretty good. I mean, except for when you go deep into the bullpen, you know, that that's been a little sketchy, but of late, listen, Lugo's been good, Arvidino's been good, so I'm I'm happy with the way they've been going, but yeah, there's a concern now that you don't have Scherzer definitely. But I'll say this, Lee, if I if I have to not have him, I'd rather not have him now than to oh, not have course, him, in, right, sure. not have him in a couple of weeks, you know. So I, I can ju- I'm only hoping that when he comes back, Gordon, he's back to stay. That's the now only did, concern. Did you, you
0: have. see what uh, Jerry Seinfeld had to say?
1: Yeah, I did see a little bit what the. Uh,
0: Jerry he is blaming that the, the Timmy Trumpet guy, See? for for some bad mojo and mm-hmm. that that's why the Mets bats all of a sudden went south. Do you buy that at all?
1: Um Now you know how I feel about Timmy Trumpet.
0: Right. I'm you not know, a big fan. Right. You're you're <laughs> of the same mind as Jerry on that, but yes. not necessarily on the la, you know, the fact right. that he blame he you would prefer it didn't happen. Yes. Celebrates touching the money, as they say, before exactly. the bet is won. Exactly. But do you blame that for the bad mojo? No, I can't. I can't. It does seem a little bit of a stretch. Now, if, if you had had a stretch where Diaz came in and blew a bunch of saves. Yes. Then you could wait say, you know, th- that's really the bad mojo. Absolutely. I
1: mean, Gordon, do hockey players touch the Stanley Cup before they win it? No, they do not. All right. So, so don't, I, I didn't need to see Timmy Trumpet. And I didn't need to see the little trumpets in the stands, you know. They love that
0: trumpet. Though. Oh God!
1: He better not pitch badly, Gordon. Right. That's all mean, I got to say.
0: He oh, <laughs> you know, better not pitch it, it, badly. It, it, the, the only rule is it better work. <laughs> That's right.
1: It better work, because if it doesn't. Yeah, you know, somebody got some splaining to do, Gordon, some splaining to do. Hey, join us in celebrating the return of football with Bart and Han, live from Margaritaville in Times Square tomorrow, September 8th, as the new NFL season kicks off. They're live from noon to 3 with giveaways for guests in attendance and special appearances from Hall of Famer Dan Marino, ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter and Jets great Nick Mango. Brought to you by DraftKings, Slomas, Dos Hombres, and Margaritaville Resort, Times Square. Head to Margaritaville this football season and enjoy $20 beer buckets and $6 margaritas. Woo! Plus $3 off any appetizer during NFL or college games. $6 margaritas are not bad, Gordon.
0: That's a good way to spend a day, right? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Plus $3 off the appetizers. My stomach is growing as we speak. When we return, so, Zach Wilson's coming back. When? We'll discuss it next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
4: You know, Robert Stala said on Monday it was possible that Wilson could play on Sunday. I think what that was was just a case of gamesmanship. I don't think there was ever a chance that Zach Wilson was going to play on Sunday. I think they were just trying to try and end around against the Ravens. I don't think it worked, uh, but that was all that was on Monday. I think everyone around the building has been expecting Flacco to start week one. That's been the way it's been leaning the entire summer since wilson's injury in fact i thought from the beginning from what i was told that wilson would probably miss the first two games so it turns out that he's going to miss the first three
1: our rich samini earlier today here on 98 espn with what the heck happened gordon it was it was supposed to be well what have we been saying well if he's back if he's 100 percent, he's got to play he should be 100 percent in the week and you know week one there's no need to now it looks like he won't be back until pittsburgh and gordon for me uh, if that's when you think he's going to be 100%, then that's what you do. I have no problem with it.
0: Yeah, I have no problem with it, but what's going on here? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what What's going on here? When he got hurt, it was supposed to be a two- to four-week injury. Yep. And then the, the Jets were the ones that left out there. Well, you know what? Maybe he might be. Now, I don't think anybody really expected him to play no. week one. No. But you figured, all right, it's trending in the right direction. All right, he's not going to play week one, but week two he'll be back. Mm -hmm. And then you find out today, oh no, he's not going to be back week one. Not only is he not going to be back week one, he won't be back until after week three at the earliest. Mm -hmm. So from, it was originally two to four weeks. That was the original diagnosis. Yes. How did we get to six to eight weeks then?
1: He had a setback Gordon.
0: I, I, it's clear, right? Like, did anybody ever get to the point today of why now is it you're, he's going to be out until after week three at the earliest? Yeah.
1: I haven't seen it if they have. Uh, the one thing Samini knows is that these injuries, Gordon, are costing him and costing the Jets to find out what they really have in their franchise quarterback.
4: The durability issue has to be discussed here. Zach Wilson missed four games last year with a sprained knee. Not coincidentally, perhaps the same knee that had the meniscus tear. So is that knee going to be stable long-term? I don't know that. I'm not a doctor, and certainly it has, the question has to be asked because durability is a huge part of playing quarterback in the NFL or any position. I mean, Bart could tell you that. And, you know, if he's not available, it's hard to get a full evaluation. So let's say he comes back week four. I think the Jets are pretty confident that he'll be able to play week four against pittsburgh so by then he will have missed probably four or five weeks of practice so there's going to be rust for at least you know a couple of three weeks and so maybe we don't get a real good read on him till around mid-season can he stay healthy you know is it enough time to get a full evaluation it's hard to get an evaluation when the guy's in the trainer's room
1: this was the concern for many Uh, many of the callers too gordon when we when they were discussing about zach wilson would he be available He's a small quarterback, uh, likes to run around the pocket. And, I mean, Gordon, just think about this. This injury, all because all he had to do was run out of bounds. All he had to do was run out of bounds. Now, you could say, well, Larry, listen, <laughs> he wasn't going to run out of bounds all the time. Maybe it would have happened during the season at some other time. Yeah, maybe you're right. But I'm just saying, Gordon, it, it's, it's about decisions, and it's also about, you know, what? understanding what's most important when you are on in the preseason Gordon your job is to do one thing stay healthy stay healthy and he didn't get it done again
0: yeah and and the one in the preseason this year he didn't even get hit he just took a weird step and this is the result and you know Rich has been consistent on this he was he's been saying the entire time that he did not expect him to be back for week two that he was likely going to miss the first two weeks Mm -hmm. but you know, he said there that he's, you know, the Jets are confident he'll be back for week four up until this morning or this afternoon. They were confident he was going to play. He had a chance to play week one. Yeah. So, yeah. and and maybe this is just gamesmanship, but what it tells you is you can't trust what the Jets say. Yeah, it does. It does.
1: And they're hiding the fact that he had a setback. Gordon is clear. clear. He had a setback. I mean, c- uh,
0: how could he it's not clear. know? He right. had to. Yeah. And, and and it, well, look, it would be one thing if they were just saying this week, oh, well, you know, he might play week one. But the original diagnosis, he's expected to be sidelined two to four weeks. It's mm-hmm. now going to be way longer than two to four weeks. Absolutely. And, well, we'll and, hear and, from Zach. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And, and, and again, I think we're both in agreement here. Keep him out as long as you yes. need to yes. until he's 100 percent. Nobody's saying, hey, rush him back in there or he's got to play or anything like that. But Rich brings up a very good point, right? Like Daniel Jones, one of the reasons why we're all skeptical about Daniel Jones going into this year is that he's constantly hurt. Well, he's been hurt one more year than Zach Wilson has been at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. And Sam Darnold was hurt before him? Right, yeah. 1 800 919 3776. We'll get your calls, your reaction to what's going on with Zach Wilson. Are you concerned? about his durability, plus we'll hear from the Jets quarterback next on 98.7 ESPN.